Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with our next astrology archetype, which is going to be Neptune. And so we did the core planets, right? And then we did Jupiter and Saturn, which are experienced planets. And these, I believe, are aspects of the inner mother and the inner father, basically just aspects of our higher self that guide us towards certain experiences, certain blessings that we are meant to receive and also certain lessons that we are here to master. So they are kind of these guiding energies that are not something that we actually have to actively try to embody or figure out. These are just natural energies that are going to present in our life. They're going to bring certain blessings that when we lean into our natural talents and gifts, right? With Jupiter, we claim our birthright, our blessing, we expand in our, our faith and our trust in ourselves and in, and in the cosmos. And with Saturn, we have to be challenged and we have to gain some resilience in some areas where we have not previously been able to master those. Now, when we get into Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, these are generational planets. So again, these are not going to be personal archetypes right? The main personal archetypes that are going to be embodied and expressed through you are going to come from your big five. Um, so Neptune and Uranus and Pluto being these generational planets, how is this going to present? So you and all other beings who are basically in that same generation, right? With Neptune, it can be anywhere from like 11 to 16 years. Um, Uranus can be between like seven and 11 years, like they all have a little bit of a different orbit, uh, depending on the sign that they're moving through. So these are big chunks of time, Pluto being the biggest, right? Pluto takes anywhere from 11 to 20 years to move through a particular sign. So we're talking about large chunks of generations here that are going to have the same generational placements. So Neptune is the cosmic mother energy. So when we talked about Jupiter and Saturn, those, or I'm sorry, Jupiter and Saturn are what I would say is the, uh, the cosmic mother and father, right? It's an inner part of our self that we naturally hold. I would say Neptune and Uranus are going to be the spiritual, right? These are higher, higher octaves of the other planets. So when we look at the feminine planets, right, we start with the moon, and then we go to Venus, and then we go to Jupiter. And now we go to Neptune. So Neptune is the highest feminine octave, the highest feminine energy that we currently have in the solar system. Uranus is going to be the higher octave of the sun, of Mars and of Saturn. And so they all bring something different. But Neptune being this very <clears throat> cosmic spiritual mother energy. Again, this is not going to feel like a personal archetype to you, but for the generation as a whole, it's going to be that generation, that soul pod is going to have a specific way that they bring through this spiritual energy because Neptune is very, very close to what we would say is like source energy. Um, 
And specifically, we're looking at spiritual gifts. Neptune rules dreams, intuition, um, imagination, limitless possibilities. Neptune is the all, right? It's connected to the waters, to the oceans, which is consciousness. Water is consciousness. So Neptune was also named as a masculine archetype, which is wildly incorrect. There is nothing masculine about Neptune, okay? Neptune is watery. It is consciousness. It is feeling. It is oneness where you feel connected to not only everyone and everything on this plane, but everyone and everything in the cosmos. So you start to feel the oneness of life itself, of source energy itself. So we're reaching high levels of empathy, universal forgiveness, right? Neptune, there's no boundaries with Neptune. There's no black and white. There's no right or wrong. We ultimately transcend any type of duality, any type of the or any aspect of the material plane is transcended with Neptune because Neptune is all energy. It's feeling, it's time doesn't exist with Neptune, right? We transcend the aspect of time with Jupiter and Saturn. So this is very much a feminine planet. Neptune is not a masculine planet. But let's look at how this archetype has affected consciousness and how we can better, I think, understand Neptune and connect to her better. So all of the generations are soul pods, right? We all come in with similar energy, similar archetypes. And so I believe that a lot of souls who are in the same kind of soul family, if you will, do tend to come in these different generational waves. Also, each generation has a different soul contract and the soul contracts of the generations are going to be seen within neptune uranus and pluto and with neptune her aspect of the soul contract is where we are here to see through illusion neptune can be a confusing energy to work with because again it's all energy there's no there's no clear picture sometimes with Neptune because she is showing us all dimensional perspectives. She is showing us the connection to the overall cosmos, right? We are all little pieces of a huge puzzle, which is the divine plan, the divine design, right? And we are all part of that. And so we all play a unique part within that divine plan within that cosmic design and uranus is going to actually be the one who shows us our unique particular puzzle piece of that whole but neptune is where there is no personal piece it is where we come to almost see the connection between everything. We connect the dots, if you will, and we depersonalize with Neptune. It is not personal. There is nothing specific or individualized with Neptune, right? This is how we balance everything. Because if we had the archetype of Neptune in our consciousness without Uranus, 
we would all be lost in the sauce, if you will. We would all just be blended together as one and there would be no sense of individuality. There would be no sense of self to work with. It would just be all one big melting pot. Everything's one. Everything's connected. And there is no individual self. Uranus gives us that individuality because we have to have a, an individual perception of self in order to navigate down here. We can't just be one with all and have no sense of who we are, no sense of what our gifts are, what we are here to do. So Neptune is depersonal. So that generation, wherever the Neptune placement is, it's going to show us where things are not personal to this generation. Um, it's going to show specifically where that generation is here to break through certain illusions and to find the oneness, right? To, to kind of be able to zoom out and to see how everything is interconnected. And so by each generation having this different Neptune placement, we are all breaking illusions from different angles. And we are all creating oneness in different areas of life. Now, Neptune also being, right, this, this cosmic mother energy, this is also going to be how we specifically bring in our spiritual gifts. So the generations will share a little bit of similar spiritual gifts, but again, those will be unique depending on the Uranus placement. And so this will go by sign and house. So I'll give you an example. I have my generation's Neptune is in Capricorn. I was born in the generation where we actually had a stellium in Capricorn. We have Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus all conjunct and all in Capricorn. Um, so my generation specifically, if we look at the Capricorn archetype, it is about the systems and structures that create the foundation of our world. And so I think that my generation, specifically the millennials of the early 90s, we are here to see through the illusion of capitalism, which is a shadow side of Capricorn. So we had to kind of see through the illusion of the pipe dream, right, that they were trying to, to sell. Um, and also our goal, once we see the illusion in it, right, is to ultimately find a way to transcend it and to bring in more spiritual, um, more kind of a spiritual feeling to that area. So we're here to kind of infuse our systems and structures with a bit more empathy, a bit more spiritual connection. Uh, maybe a lot of millennials find that they actually are very geared towards uh, spiritual businesses, which is a Neptune in, in Capricorn type of structure. It's changing the systems and structures to work in a more congruent, harmonized way. Now, with that being said, the biggest challenge with these generational planets is that a lot of people, if they have not awakened... They never really get to the point of integrating their generational planets. So when I talked about the core big five and I talked about the different ages in which I personally feel those archetypes get developed, 
And with Jupiter and Saturn being experienced planets, we tend to get the bulk of our life experience, both the lessons and the blessings, right? Between the ages of 21 and 35, that is when the bulk of life experience starts to develop, right? Now with Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, we're talking about usually ages 35 and above. Now, again, time isn't real. And a lot of these generations are now integrating these aspects at a much younger age than we've seen previously. But what I mean by that is that someone who was unawakened never gets in tune with their spiritual purpose. They never find that spiritual connection. They never see through the illusion, right? They never transcend the dualistic thinking the black and white, the good and the bad, they never are going to integrate their Neptune archetype. They're never going to actually uh, fulfill their generational contract. And so you'll see if you look at generational patterns, it's very interesting to see how certain generations, if they overall have kind of not gotten what they're here to do, and what they are actually here to accomplish on a soul level, they will fall into the shadow side of these generational planets. Um, and the shadow side of Neptune. Now, again, remember I said Neptune is, is a hard energy to work with. I'm not going to lie, right? Because it is so all-encompassing. And you really have to depersonalize. So you, you have to have a level of ego death to really integrate <clears throat> with your Neptune contract as a generation. You have to take yourself out of it and you have to really <clears throat> find the oneness within it all and say, I see how everything is interconnected. I see how I am interconnected with everything. I see through the illusion of duality. And so again, the archetype that Neptune falls in for you is going to be where you are ultimately dissolving and transcending some sort of dualistic thinking. Again, like I mentioned with Neptune and Capricorn, it is seeing through the illusion of these systems that have been created, <clears throat> these hierarchical systems of control and authority, um, of greed, of profit over people, all these things. So that's our specific generational contract. However, in order to navigate the soul contract with Neptune, <clears throat> you have to develop your connection to source. Because if you don't have a connection to source, and again, this is why it's so important with Jupiter and Saturn, that they deliver us the life lessons and the trust in ourselves that is absolutely necessary to become mature spiritual beings before we can even start on the generational contract. Because if you don't have a trust in yourself, a trust in the universe overall, if you haven't gone through the tests and the challenges to become a mature, responsible, accountable spiritual being, you cannot even touch the waters of Neptune. And the reason is because it requires you to transcend that ego self, that human conditioning. And it requires you to have a disciplined enough um, energy system that you can really connect to source, learn to follow your guidance, 
Learn to trust your intuitions. Learn to really zoom out and see the bigger picture, which is where we get to the concepts of things like universal empathy, universal compassion, universal forgiveness. Those are high level concepts that someone who has not done the work is not going to be able to to comprehend right and so they will get stuck in the shadows the shadows of the neptune placement is distraction okay because again like i said you have to have a certain level of spiritual discipline to really be able to unlock the spiritual gifts that are going to come through your neptune the higher levels of spiritual connection through neptune and so distraction and escapism is a big shadow of neptune ultimately that is a big reason why most people haven't woken up right is because the illusion is designed to keep them distracted from what is really meaningful from what is actually important it keeps people escaping their daily lives they're in the illusion so they can't see through the illusion so they're just caught up in all the distractions all the deceptions all the distortions and they have not developed the clear sight the discernment to actually be able to discern between truth and illusion which is what neptune gives us you can kind of liken neptune to the third eye you know to be able to see clearly what is real and what is not real and so the shadow of neptune is just incomplete distraction and delusion and one who does not know how to discern between lies and truth who doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is not real they are caught up in the the shadow dream right where the higher of neptune is the real dream true reality unlimited thought unlimited potential um addiction is another neptunian shadow because what is addiction well it's very simple addiction is when we are escaping the present moment of now that's all addiction is it's an energy it's a frequency so when we have the frequency of addiction it can be anything and the thing is that addiction energy will transfer so if i'm addicted to coffee right i drink eight nine ten cups of coffee a day i'm addicted to it i could say okay i'm gonna cut out coffee i'm never gonna have coffee again because i'm so addicted to it but then my addiction energy is simply going to transfer to something else so maybe now i become obsessed with green tea instead and then i drink eight nine glasses of green tea i could sit there and say i'm not addicted to coffee anymore but i'm certainly addicted to green tea so addiction transfers it is a frequency and that frequency is always going to be wanting to escape the present moment of now either not wanting to face what the reality is which is the shadow of neptune not wanting to face it and see it for what it is or it's going to be wanting to escape how you feel, wanting to escape wounds that have not been healed, wanting to escape thoughts that you cannot overcome, right? It's an escapism of some sort. 
And so if you look at the generational Neptunes, you will easily be able to see where each generation struggles in terms of addictions, in terms of being caught in illusion, um, stuck in duality thinking, <clears throat> and haven't transcended into the higher aspects of Neptune. And so when you look at, and, and again, oh, I should have mentioned this, but <clears throat> I'll mention it now. <clears throat> The naming of Neptune as a masculine archetype, we can easily see as well how this really blocked the true energy <clears throat> of Neptune from coming into the consciousness. As I've shared with all the other archetypes, right? Masculine energy, yang, is external. It is action-driven. It is momentum-driven. It is the part of our brain that simplifies and analyzes and puts things into sequential patterns so that we can understand. <clears throat> so masculine energy is meant to be directed into a single line. It is a singularity. Feminine energy is a circle. It is regenerative. It, it, there is no singularity in a feminine energy. A feminine is a circle. A masculine is a straight line. That's just how the energies work. So with Neptune, they named it after a masculine archetype. Well, it's got a single line, right? So how did that affect the consciousness, you ask? Well, as we can see, what is one of the biggest hijacks on this planet? Monotheistic religions. There is one line, a singularity between humanity and what they call God, right? And it's all masculine. It's all masculine. There is one masculine God, so they say. And every monotheistic religion has their own God, Again, singularity, line. They have also made it so that things like our spiritual gifts, our, our natural, innate, God-given spiritual gifts and powers come through Neptune. And because of that, again, because of that singularity, a lot of the consciousness has put spirituality in an external form there is no understanding that we are one with source that we are god with god that comes through understanding that neptune is a feminine energy our spiritual gifts and powers are not something outside of ourself this i think i believe this comes through the worship of technology thinking that technology is more advanced than we are. It's an externalization of our spiritual powers into things when it is impossible for something that we create to be more advanced than the creator of it. It doesn't make any sense. So when they say things like, oh, AI is going to be more advanced than humans, well, that's impossible because humans created AI. You can't create something that becomes more advanced than you are as the creator of it. So we can see how we've been essentially cut off from our spiritual gifts and powers. We have been cut off again from the feminine aspect of source that allows us to see the big picture. <clears throat> 
that allows us to transcend dualistic thinking, that allows us to see through illusions. And the reason why we haven't been able to see through illusions is partly because this archetype was named as a masculine archetype. It is a singularity, which means that there has to be one answer or there has to be a yes or a no or a right or a wrong. That is the masculine polarity. It's it, it distills everything down to a single form. But when we're talking about spirituality and we're talking about oneness and we're talking about the overall pattern of the cosmos, it is impossible to talk about that in singular form. We have to see how everything is all encompassing and everything is all connected. So the ways to work with your Neptune is first to just get familiar with the archetype that it's in, like I said, and you can kind of look at your generation and see how that's working and then look at the house that it is in and that is also where you will discover a lot of your spiritual gifts and powers your natural way of kind of channeling that source energy but you will also see where you have the challenge in seeing through illusions and overcoming um the the duality thinking so like for instance my neptune is in my third house um, which is the house of thoughts, thinking, communication, learning. So I have very, very prophetic dreams. I have my whole life. That's one aspect of Neptune in the third house. That's how I kind of get a lot of my downloads. Um, I I tend to get my downloads as I talk or as I write, things like that. But one of my biggest obstacles was to overcome illusionary thinking, dualistic thinking, um, and I had to learn how to really discern truth from lies in terms of the things that I was reading or learning about or thinking about and had to get a really good grasp on my discernment um, with information that I take in and process so that I wasn't getting stuck in, you know, something that wasn't real. So you can look at the house that it's in and that's going to be where you're really working with your powers. So um, Neptune's going to become a, a really big player over the next couple of years. Neptune has been in her home sign of Pisces since 2011. So she's been amplified since 2011. So that's why we've had such an intense kind of polarity between lies and deception <laughs> and truth, right? Because Neptune in Pisces, it is it's it's like walking through a hall of mirrors, but that's the training that we've all had to have. The training is to be able to see the the lies, to see the deception, but it does make things very wonky, right? Neptune in her home sign of Pisces, everything kind of becomes one. Timelines bleed together. Energy bleeds together. Sometimes we just don't know which way is fucking up or down, left or right, and that's okay. That's when we just need to surrender, accept things as they are, see them as they are, and stay in the present moment. Don't try to figure out too much. Now come 2025, when Neptune moves into Aries, that's going to be a whole nother very interesting um, <laughs> ball game. Um, but you can also look at your charts and see if you have any harsh aspects from Neptune to especially your big five. So this is going to be a conjunction, which is not so harsh, but it is um, a challenge to work with sometimes, a square or an opposition. So if you have Neptune conjunct, square, or opposing any of your big five planets, you also want to look at that planet and working with those two together. For instance, I have Neptune conjunct my moon. So that's another factor to it, right, is I have to be really clear emotionally. 
to know if what I'm feeling is mine, is it collective, is it somebody else's, or is this my emotion? And letting it flow through without trying to figure it out or hold on to it or judge it or create some sort of story around it. But my my feeling centers are also where I get my intuitive nudges, where I get, you know, when I've practiced emotional regulation now, <laughs> after many years, I can more clearly feel that when an emotion comes through me, I have to trust it. And a lot of my intuitive feelings are able to come through, whereas before it was a challenge for me to see through the illusion of the emotions, you know, and where I was, it wasn't even my own emotion, but I was kind of attaching to it and reacting to it. So if you have a, a harsh aspect to any of the big five from Neptune, I would also look at that planet and work with her. So Neptune's going to be giving us a whole new archetype. Um, I think hopefully the more we come to see these archetypes in their true form, it really expands the collective consciousness. So next episode, we will talk about Uranus, who would be the uh, partner of Neptune. And he gives us that individual spark, that individual um, uniqueness and understanding within the cosmic picture that is Neptune. So love you guys. I'll be back soon.